You know, when I got back from Vietnam, I didn't have a lot going for me. No friends, no home, and a town full of cops giving me shit. The only thing that got me through was the Sean Geek podcast, which I download off of SeanMcGinnity.ca, and so should you. That's the Sean Geek Podcast, which you can download from SeanMcGinnity.ca. Do it, or the first blood's going to be yours. And here is the second part of our two-parter with Chris L. from Pod of Thunder. Let's get into a game of incorrect headlines. All right. Well, I uh, I hit up the Twitter today, and um, some of some of our uh, reoccurring guests on the show kind of threw some stuff. There's this game that we play on the show from time to time. We haven't played in a while, but it's called Incorrect Headlines. And the whole bit started when there's a lot of internet journalists out there that kind of think they're you know they're no different than someone working for an actual newspaper or, or news a- news agency. And they yep. got these clickbait headlines that are usually poorly written, have nothing to do with the article they're talking about. And Todd and I kind of came up with the idea, like, we could be just as good a journalist as an internet journalist. We can make up a story just as well as anyone else, because a lot of these stories are made up. So what we yeah. do, um, and we have a, a reporter friend, so he fed us some, uh, some headlines. And the idea is we're going to look at the headline and we're going to we're going to tell what the headline is talking about without actually having read the article and probably be a much more entertaining article than the actual article itself. Oh yeah, no question about it. Yeah. So are you are you ready for this? Yeah, yeah, I kind of I saw that tweet and I glanced at it and then I'm like, uh, okay, I think we're going to do this tonight, so I don't I I prefer to like sort of like how we do our show i prefer to be surprised and yep. just fire off the cuff but uh yeah i'm actually i'm, I'm actually uh my degree is in journalism so this so is perfect I bring that perspective to it um i'm with you guys that modern quote-unquote journalism is bullshit i mean you know the way that they rely on unnamed sources nowadays is appalling. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just no way to prove that people aren't just making shit up. And, um, so yeah, I've, I've definitely, uh, definitely, I think can bring some, uh, something extra to this segment. Awesome. Okay. So here's the first headline as presented by Sam Thompson from another local podcast called Witch police radio, which is a good show. Highly recommended. If you want to hear some new, music that's not heard anywhere else it's the show to go to cool okay so this is the this is the headline one of the headlines he gave us christian pastor says men who play video games are losers possessed by a retarded spirit what the hell is this story going to be about okay what, read what, what, what angle are they going to take and what are they actually going to say is this just clickbait so here, here, here it is again. Christian pastor says men who play video games are losers possessed by a retarded spirit. Okay, so initially, the, my, my first question is, how does one determine that a spirit is retarded? What, <laughs> the, what goes into making that determination? <laughs> how are we coming to that conclusion? Is this a, a medical, uh, clinical uh, re- report? I mean, is this just another, you know, fucking moron who's using that 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 name as a as a purgative, you know, like you know, st- as a synonym for stupid or something like that, which we know is not cool. Um, so that's my first question: um, How do we determine that spirit is retarded? Um, and then, um, to be honest with you, the rest of it, um, well, 
you've probably heard me ranting on <laughs> yes, show I have. how people, you know, at some point men have to grow up, you know, th- this infatuation with the likes of Star Wars. And in this case, you know, video games, superheroes, things like that. You know, um, if, if I'm hitting too close to home with you guys, feel free to kick me off the show. <laughs> That's fine. I, I, again, I, it'd be like if Jericho actually kicked my ass, I would have totally understood because I deserve it. Um, you know, it, I'm, I'm as much a, a proponent as anybody on the planet of not becoming an old fogey and not uh, losing touch with your younger self, but you do have to act your age at some point. And I think, you know, grown men um, spending an inordinate amount of time playing video games when they should be, you know, hanging out with their kids, giving the right kind of attention to their wives, go down the list of things that they should be doing instead of things like that. That's when I think you gotta, you know, do more age appropriate stuff and get your priorities in order. So, um, so I don't disagree with the Christian pastors, pastor sentiment up until the retarded spirit um, <laughs> part of it comes in. That's the, that's the X factor in the story for me. That's really piquing my interest. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's where this goes interesting. And I, I, I Todd, Todd, what's your, um, Todd's going to come from a different angle. He's going to nick. He's going to nick this one. I think. Do you want the headline again, Todd? Yeah, give me the headline again. Christian pastor says men who play video games are losers, possessed by a retarded spirit. You know what? With all the headlines that I've heard, that one stumps me. <laughs> I, I, really? Yeah. Because I don't know, I'm in, I'm envisioning this is like a weekly what, world what, news one where there's a spirit that's come into the house and is making this person play video games, and he's actually uh, diminishing that person's intelligence and in, and in, in hooking him to that game, and it's actually spirits doing it. They, the guy probably doesn't want to play the game. He's just being possessed by this spirit, like a Ouija board, like a Ouija board. It's it's a, it's a Ouija uh, Xbox. So it's a video game that basically brainwashed him to keep playing. But it's a spirit in the video game. The, the ghost in the machine, as they may say. But why does the spirit have to be retarded? That's, <laughs> that's something I, I just can't. That's something that I, I, I'm looking forward to having that part of it revealed. Uh, that's that's the ex- and that and, and going back to, you know, the whole premise of the segment. You know, the, the effective clickbait headline has always got that one curveball. Yeah, you know the, the Jones it. brothers of words, if you will. <laughs> that thing that just—it's like this is so unconventional. This is so unlike how anybody else, how, how any normal person would conduct themselves. What the fuck does this mean? And you're compelled to click on it. And then using like re- retarded is one of those words that we're that we're you know as a society we're not supposed to be using anymore, and to use that in the headline, I don't know it. it I don't know. It, no, that's uh, you're definitely uh, you know they're they're playing for keeps with that one. They're not uh, you know they're not trying to uh, you know uh, be politically correct about anything. And like I said, that's another one that begs the question, what is, why, why are they referring to it that way? Or why is the pastor referring to it that way? I love religion. Well, pastors <laughs> on the Bible belt are usually, I mean, I don't know. So some of these shows you, you watch on, even just on TV, you can tell they're in the Bible belt just by the way that they they act and talk and the words to, they use. They, they seem to want to, you know, people who don't believe what they believe in, you know, they're going to burn in hell. That That's it. That's just the way it is. It's my way or the highway. No one else's opinion matters. My religion yeah. is my religion and it's the only religion. And, you know, and, and that's kind of how how they kind of operate. And it sounds like this pastor is kind of going down a tangent down kind of the same thing now if he's doing a sermon 
and he's talking about video games and well there's violence in these video games there's sexuality in these video games and it's oh, just yeah. it's just sin 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 and that the people that that play these games must worship a uh you know someone who isn't intelligent or or that's what he's kind of referring to yeah. at least at least that's kind of my my take on 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 the headline i guess so i guess i do have a take on this <laughs> and as the <laughs> segment, to think about it as this segment plays out we actually don't have the story we ne- we <laughs> never we never reveal a story because we don't want to give this person the time of day to actually click on their clickbait no that's a good point yeah so go. all right let's Perfect. move on to the next one uh, again sam thompson from which police radio <laughs> uh trappy <laughs> trappy's artist this is the actual headline this is really actually clipped the actual headline and it's uh there is news.com this is where this is from not to get people to actually go to this website but trappy's artist with diarrhea shits on 23 people that's <laughs> the actual fucking headline now that one i that, see that's <laughs> the one i saw that one when i saw notice your your tweet <laughs> and i was like okay i i can't read the rest of these headlines because i don't want to spoil it like you know the the retarded spirit caught me you know by surprise this one i i must admit i read did you actually uh, read the article no not the oh, article okay, okay, i saw okay. the i saw the headline um and of course i've got uh questions about it right off the bat the same way as before so here's my first question um Typically, a trapeze artist would wear like a leotard or a what do they call those? Uh, you know, singlet or whatever that is. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, a gymnastics Unit. outfit. It's like a Unit. tank top yeah. and boxer shorts and one. You know, I think they call it a singlet or something like that. Sounds right. So, unless the trapeze artist was naked. How is he shitting on anyone? How is the shit coming out of the trapeze outfit? That's my first question. Must be wearing boxers. It's the only I mean, thing that wouldn't keep anything in. But, but, but that's the thing. It's like these these trapeze artists, you know, gymnasts, trapeze people, acrobats tend to wear tight, form-fitting yes. clothing because they're in shape for one thing, and probably provide some some muscular support but assuming that this tight individual... ass cheeks to hold it in i guess exactly um and, and i get you know that identifying it as diarrhea means that it's more of a liquefied form so it could potentially more easily seep out of whatever it is but it wouldn't be that easy with the the outfits that they typically wear so that's my that's question number one for me well, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to counter that. Um, just this week, I had to pick shit up off the floor. Like I said, I have two young kids. And one, one of our children has a habit of um, waiting too long before going to the washroom. And will tend to, you can see the little dance happening. And, yeah. Oh, no, I don't got to go. I don't got to go. I don't got to go. And then next thing you know, she runs. And then, you know, later you go down the hall and then there's a trickle of little chocolate presents. Right. And right, be careful right. not to walk into. And she was fully clothed, head to toe, not wearing a singlet, mind you, but, you know, she was wearing <laughs> a pair of underwear and pants. And, and then generally what she does, because she likes, she's into superheroes and stuff, she'll have a pair of pants on with a pair of shorts over top to be like Wonder Woman or something. Mm-hmm. And it's still, there was two or three little, little surprises on the floor. And the dog looks at me like, you're going to do something about that. <laughs> you don't let me do like, that. Yeah. If I did that, <laughs> I'd, you know, I'd be, I'd be in trouble here. So I, I think it can happen. Like my daughter's prime example, like, and this is not, you know, the first time and I'm sure it's not the last time, but I, I think there might be some truth to this story. Yeah. Now, I, I, Hitting people would indicate that the trapeze is above the crowd, though. Well, don't forget, or is centrifugal it force. Is you it... get centrifugal force when this person is going around. So if, if your pants are full, 
and you're doing this and it's going down your legs, it's going to, you know, as long, I mean, unless you're the elastics around your legs are so tight that nothing could get through, but just the centrifugal force of, of going around and round would actually cause it to pretty much go everywhere. Yeah. And you've got people on the other trapeze rating to get on. They're getting it too. <laughs> so do we think this is a true story or a made up story? Um, or in Yeah, I mean, I, I, it could happen, especially the way uh, Todd just described it. But here, here's my other question about it. It's like, who had the job of counting the number of people who got shit on there? <laughs> I mean, how are you, you know, are these 23 people all lining up and reporting to the authorities that they were shit on? Is and there that? a census taker to, to, you know, to, how was your experience at the circus today? Well, let me tell you. And, and, and how do we know show. that, how do we know that some people didn't get shit on and were so ashamed of being shit on that they didn't want to tell anybody that they got shit on. And so there could have been more than 23 people who got shit on. Well, those are the only ones who came forward. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which, which I get that you, you don't want to get too wordy in the headline, but, um, and then, you know, is does just a single droplet of shit, does that constitute being shit on? Or do you have, a, have to have a, a significant quality of shit on you before you're allowed to be one of the 23 who can come forward and say that the trapeze artist shit on me today? These, these are the kind of investigative reporter questions that I ask when I see headlines. Like As these. a true professional with a background in journalism, I, I really appreciate this deep insight into shit. You got you to gotta have that uh, cynical curiosity, um, you know, because otherwise it's, uh, like you said, it's, it's clickbait bullshit. So. Fucking brilliant. I can't believe we're doing this. This is... <laughs> Uh, here's one that's just kind of humorous. Um, uh, this this is like, did you have did you actually work for a periodical or anything, or do you have just the background in, in journalism? Like, did you work at a at a professional place? Yeah, I worked for the college newspaper, and then I had a summer internship at the major daily newspaper in Milwaukee. But I wasn't I wasn't like a hard nosed reporter. I was a I was an entertainment reporter. I went to okay. concerts, movies, reviewed albums, awesome. stuff like that. So, I mean, I, but I had the journalism classes, like, you know, the news writing and uh, court reporting and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I had all the classes and I feel like I was taught how to be a journalist the right way. I went to a pretty reputable journalism school. Good. Okay, good. Um, so this, the reason I'm asking is because this headline, I'm just curious what the repercussions would be for the person that made this mistake. Is this a, just a, a faux pas or is this like your ass is fired? So this is a correction that was put into, uh, I don't know which publication it was because it wasn't shared, but there was a correction put in, I guess, the next day's paper for an article that was written the day before. And this is what the correction states. In yesterday's paper, in Chris Searle's Jazz Albums column, we incorrectly referred to Don Rendell as a terrorist <laughs> when it clearly should have been tenorist. <laughs> we apologize for any offense. What the fuck would happen to this guy who actually wrote that? Wrote that? What well, do you see, think? see, see, the, the problem there is that that screams. Uh, autocorrect you know mm -hmm. tenorist is not going to show up and, and it's going to be autocorrected to what it ended up being and then nobody else caught it so i mean i think uh i think uh i think that's an innocent mistake and i you know i, I would hope that uh, the individual did not lose his job over that oh. um i have a along those lines if i can tell and I, I love telling the story because it's hilarious and it actually happened. And I have a classic typo story from my oh, uh, days at Playboy. Perfect. This one is amazing. I, I'm, I'm going to set it up and I, I, 
I hope it lives up to it because I, it, it's an incredible story. So one of the things I used to do at Playboy is I would write the, uh, um, all the uh, descriptive copy for the merchandise catalog, you know, uh, Playboy merchandise. So Zippo lighters, um, apparel, all this stuff, you know, stuff with the, you know, we could, the, the logo, the rabbit head, that was the company logo is the or company lingo is the Playboy logo is called rabbit head. People yeah. sometimes call it the bunny, but bunnies were the women who worked in the Playboy club. So I'm starting to nerd out on you guys on Playboy <laughs> lingo here a little bit. Nice. But um, when I first started working there, um, the, the merchandise catalog, catalog was all geared toward men it was mostly menswear and sure. like men's accessories and let's face it you know you see a guy wearing the playboy logo you're like what kind of what kind of pervert is this guy this guy's got to be a creep you know but then you see you start to see women wearing it and you're like you see you see that logo on a woman it's like wow what's she all she must be fun she must have a mm -hmm. you know zest for living blah 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 so we finally wised up and realized that women were more attracted to the brand than men in terms of the merchandising so we started bringing in you know lingerie and women's apparel and became largely a women's cattle sorry for the lengthy setup but i think it's important um so we were uh, kind of scrambling to get, and, and this is back in the day when it was mostly print catalogs. We had websites as well, but you know, it was mostly print catalogs that were mailed out to people. And we were scrambling to uh, get the spreads out the door to the printer and get everything mailed out because everything's seasonal. So you got to hit your deadlines, et cetera. So there was a spread of Playboy thong underwear. Okay, you know, um, you know, you, the models would they, they would model the merchandise, and it was it was wonderful to look at these final spreads and stuff like that. But my yeah, but my uh, cre my creative director was like, we need a we need a quick headline for the thong spread. Can you come up with something? And this is right around the time I don't know if you guys remember the that. Uh, song by cisco the thong song oh, remember yeah, that yeah okay this is right right around the time when that song was was happening and um so i i typed out the headline in an email and sent it to the designer the headline was let him see your thong all night long okay fit in the space works with the spread everything's great like i said i emailed it to the designer um, and then I didn't think anything of it until the printed versions of the catalog arrived in the office and at the same time went out in the mail, probably, you know, a couple hundred thousand of them at least. <laughs> oh God. And I got, I got summoned into the uh, creative director's uh, office wanted to talk to me about this headline and uh i don't know it's it, it's there's something and i work in marketing now and there's there's something about when i work with graphic designers when i email them copy that i want them to put into something for some reason they feel like the need to type it in freehand which is which just cut it and paste it just yeah. do exactly use exactly what i sent to you and put it in there this designer typed it in freehand and then, and right there on the spread, it said, let him see your thing all night long. <laughs> and then, and, and the imagery is, is like six or seven women in thong underwear. And, and, and when, like I said, it, it got into like 200,000 print catalogs and everybody in, in the world saw it. And uh, I thought I was going to get fired. You know, I I, uh, I confirmed that I didn't do the typo myself and send it out. 
Um, so that wasn't the issue, but you know, I still felt responsible for it. Sure. I can understand. And I was fortunate that the creative director had a good sense of humor about it. And in fact, uh, she, (laughs) one of her comments was, well, technically that's not wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my long, long, long winded way of saying that, uh, that, in that headline or that correction that's a total autocorrect thing and oh, for sure. typos happen and uh, i would say that would absolutely not a fireable offense Tonalist. did you keep it did you keep a copy for yourself just you know just to, i just i did keep... for a while but i i don't i i uh i um it's long gone don't, now don't know what happened to it i mean it might be around here somewhere and um <laughs> The other thing is we used to own the Spice brand, which was like hotel room pornography, the Spice channel. Oh, yeah. Okay. You're yeah. Familiar with that? We own that brand and we also, and that was also a merchandise catalog for, you know, adult films and novelties. So I basically, I wrote uh, description, catalog descriptions for pornos for several years. I've got a few of those catalogs laying around, but I had in my entire database of probably 15,000 pornographic movie descriptions that I wrote <laughs> that I thought I saved and it's gone into the vapor, but hands down, no question about it, the best work of my career that I can never show to another prspective employer because it's just so far over the line but uh some of the stuff to this day surprises me at how good it is um and so i feel pretty good about that but i i I held on to like two or three of those catalogs but there were so many more that i thought i saved electronically and they're gone so yeah backup 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 i um the the first book that i wrote uh this is like i mean i'm an old guy I wrote it back in the days when people didn't have typewriters, never mind computers. And I wrote it out longhand. And I probably had about 150 pages handwritten, which at some point I was going to go to a university to type it up in DOS or something. And um, this job that I had working at this bookstore, I, you know, on my breaks or after work, I, you know, can continue along. And uh, I was I was late to catch my bus home and I had left it there on the uh, the desk in the lunchroom and it got chucked in the garbage mm. that night and uh i never got it back i even went into the uh the uh they would put the garbage in this compactor and i actually climbed into the compactor they pulled me out and i'm like i gotta get this this is my work and they like, i don't give a shit <laughs> they're pulling it like they had to cut the power and uh yeah, so yeah that's, that's a that's a legitimate tragedy when something like that happens and uh you know it, it, it all that work got published but i never thought to save the print catalogs because i was like i've got this electronically sure yeah just, i can understand I just, that i just need the, the the words just to for my own amusement and they're all gone so yeah, that's that's a tragedy. That's yeah, I feel for you. Yeah. But like I said, I it's not like I can put it in my perspective or or my professional portfolio to show off my writing chops because I would be escorted out of this <laughs> interview I ever went on. It's like, you know. Chris, this is rather salacious. Yeah. Yes, it is. I think I like Thank to you. point I like to point out uh how my brilliant use of alliteration in this description <laughs> pussy power seven uh just like to call your attention to that. that that's when security would come in and i'd be you know thrown out on the sidewalk in front of the building <laughs> oh my god oh man so I, I got to ask your opinion, M- musically speaking, something that just keeps reoccurring on our show. Um, I, I, actually, the first time it came up, we had gone to see uh, Cheech and Chong uh, perform here. And uh, 
you know, Todd and I, as we did the podcast back in the days, it was just, we just did it on our phones, right? Just we're in the lobby. Let's go. And one, uh, one ear, but in each in one ear and yeah. another one in his ear. Yeah. So we had one, one, yeah, one, one set of headphones between the two of us sitting in the lobby waiting, uh, you know, after the Cheech and Chong show. And we talked about Drake. What is your opinion of Drake? Um, so my first introduction to Drake was a, a couple jobs ago, this, uh, uh, woman who, uh, worked in my department was infatuated with Drake. I mean, to the point where it was like, you know, you could, she would, whenever you would even mention the guy's name, you could almost see that she was becoming aroused at the thought mm -hmm. of uh, him. Um, I was like, Jesus, what's this guy about? You know, um, I'm sure I haven't heard more than 10 seconds of his news at <laughs> the time. I mean, I, I, I certainly wouldn't go out of my way to, um, to listen to it. Um, so I, I really don't have a, uh, an opinion one way or the other about the music. I just, um, as, as, as you guys I'm sure can relate to that, um, as you get older, you, you realize like these mega stars that are out nowadays and you have no clue about what they do or and it's just it's yeah. baffling that th these these people can be such huge stars and i've consumed none of what they do so i i it, 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 it just doesn't compute to me that they could be such a major star in the world yep um well, I'll I'll be honest. We ranted the whole fucking time. Well, I did. I think Todd was just poking a little bit at that time. He's like, "Oh, let's see if we can get Sean more pissed off." The whole thing, like he's a, I don't know, he's he's Canadian, so it's mm -hmm. kind of like it's one of those things where we have to go. Oh my god, like he's a big international star because it's so hard for Canadians to make it outside of Canada, and he's you know one of the biggest, you know, probably. He might even be top five or something, you know, in, yeah. in rap, right? Like he's he's huge. And huge. I just don't fucking get it. But I came to a conclusion. There was a there was a period of time where I actually had a Spotify membership. And the reason I canceled my Spotify membership was because of Drake. And so so the, the way the story goes is that he had a new album coming out and he was either working with Spotify or some shit like that. And the idea was with streaming, streaming services, you know, you, you pay so you don't get the commercials, right? Because Spotify is free, but if you pay for it, you don't get the commercials. Right. But the minute you go into the Spotify app, Drake pops up. And then you try to, hey, I want to, uh, I want to work out whatever. I want to work out set list. Drake's the top song off his new album. You want a, a best rock playlist. Drake's the first song. Rock? What? Best hip hop. Best this. Best that. So I'm like, wait a second. I don't like Drake. I can't not like Drake on Spotify. I don't have no choice but to like Drake on Spotify because they're force feeding it. And it's just like, it feels like a radio station where they play, you know, back in the day, as you probably remember, Madonna was played at least once or twice every hour on every freaking radio station. You just got too much of it. And they were doing the same thing with Drake. I'm like, but I'm paying for this service. Shouldn't I have the ability to say, I don't like that artist? Yeah. Like, you know, was it, was it ELO that you got a problem with? A uh, big problem with that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what if you're on Spotify and ELO shows up on every suggested playlist? Like you should have the ability because you're paying for the service to say, I do not want to listen to, yellow or drake or cisco or whatever like you should have the ability i'm paying for a service why am i not getting that service he's on every fucking playlist that pissed me off and i unsubscribed like i subscribed for like a week that album came out and i canceled my membership That's your yeah it, that kind of reminds me when they they put that u2 album on every apple device mm -hmm. whether you wanted yeah. it or not 
And it's like, I, I don't, I'm not a U2 fan, but I respect U2. And I, I mean, obviously they've, they've uh, released a, a, probably a dozen of the biggest arena filling anthems of all time, but sure. I, I don't care who it is. Just don't, don't plop the music on my device, whether I want it to or not. Yep. It, it, that's, you know, again, it's, you know, obviously some deal was going on with you two and apple drake and spotify and yeah it's just it just goes to you know all the algorithms and stuff that uh, you know steer you down these directions that you don't necessarily want to go down and uh it just gets frustrating i mean half the half the time i spend on my uh uh facebook feed anymore is hiding all these ads that pop up it's just like hide ad irrelevant next thing another ad hide ad irrelevant it's like you can't search for anything nope without being bombarded by ads from for it and it's just like you know they they just simply don't care about how that destroys the user experience and it's just you know they're, they're just you know you talk about things that are allegedly too big to fail but you know a lot of these uh, social media platforms are going down a road that you know they're gonna end up you know going down the tubes because of it because it's just it's unrelenting and just people get tired of it like you know you left spotify because and yeah uh, you know it's a real thing. I mean, they just, at this point, they don't care. They're just going after the money and whatever they got to do. But, you know, when, you, when you're spending almost all your time on Facebook, just hiding ads, eventually you're going to get sick of it and be like, I'm not coming back on here anymore. I, I'm, I'm, I don't do any promotion for our show on Facebook. I don't do enough as I'm con- continuously told. Oh, you got to promote more. Hey, we'll give you ten bucks towards having a Facebook ad, you know. And I, I don't know. Are, are you guys doing a lot on Facebook? Because I don't do anything on there. Uh, we we yeah. I mean, we we put our episodes out every you know a thread about our episode every week, and then just you know we put other posts up, share things, and we we do get a lot of engagement, a lot of dialogue, and it's kind of fun to have those conversations. But, um, you know, for a short period of time, I, I was buying those uh, boot, Facebook boosts, you know, for, yep. for to promote our episode and like target fans of the bands that we were featuring every week. And it's just every week, the, 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 the amount of people we were reaching was just shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. Really? And you, the... you can just, yeah, wow. and you can just tell that they're like, they, it's like any other any other drug dealer or whatever you want to do want to want to call it they draw you in with this huge value and then they just start take take giving you less and less for your money in hopes that you'll just start spending more money so i just i, I quit doing that <clears throat> it just wasn't worth it anymore Oh yeah, well, it's good to know because I keep thinking, well, well, maybe I should, you know, Facebook is a th- is the thing. I got to get in there and I got to spend some money on there and see if we yeah, build anything. Wa- I wouldn't waste your money on on Facebook, uh, you know, with those ads for that exact reason why I said. But it's still the best place to have like running conversations. I think, um, and our our listeners seem to enjoy getting in the fray on that and like every. Every uh, epi- every week, every episode, we probably get a good uh, sixty to eighty comments on every episode, and that's pretty good. It's good engagement, but but again, it's just like you can tell when they're ratcheting your ratcheting down your exposure and trying to get you to spend money to boost it boost it up. And I'm 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 just not willing to do that because I've I've just seen how they operate so. Uh, I, I got a, I got this, I want to bring this up with Todd, but I think this might be good for, for you here too. I, I get spammed like, because I, I do all the social media and everything. I get spammed all the time, like for our podcast, like, Hey, give us money to do this, give us money to do that. And I've 
been getting more and more interesting spam that's come through and this one came through this week and holy shit i i got i gotta talk about it so this so this is the email that came through and i'm curious as a podcaster if you've seen this too if it's tied into being a podcaster or being you know kind of a bit of a public figure so the email was from some unnamed person and it said hello are you interested in joining the illuminati riches fame and power (laughs) and earn five hundred thousand dollars every month or have you already joined and have not received your benefit so i want to tell you this is your right way have you gotten this one no no i I, are you getting that in one your email or yeah yeah through the uh the podcast email yeah i actually just uh had Andy uh, give me access to the podcast email. So trying to do a little more of lining up of uh, guests and stuff and seems more quote unquote official to do it through the podcast email. Sure. Um, So I haven't, I mean, I've definitely not seen that in like our private messages on social, but uh, you know, now that I'm in the the email box, I might notice more of it, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's unrelenting. Man. I'm curious how many spam you. I get about ten or fifteen spam a day. Hey, we are a big fan of your podcast. If you give us fifty dollars a month, we can grow your audience, and you can be making revenue and be a professional full time podcaster. We get tons of those. Yeah, I'm looking at one right now from like a. It's called Acast. It's a high podcaster. Yeah, like yeah. Again, to to invite you again to consider switching your podcast to Acasts, all the you know, trying to get you on a different platform and all this other shit. So yeah, I mean, just I mean, in in one way, it's kind of nice that we're on people's radar like that. Sure, sure. But it's also annoying as fuck. So yeah, yeah. which uh, which I don't I don't even know what provider are you guys using. We are on uh, is it Buzzsprout. No, we're on Spreaker. Oh, oh Spreaker. 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 Yeah, yeah. How how is that? Uh, seems fine. I mean, Andy kind of runs that, but um, you know, we we just uh, divided up some advertising money recently, and you know, again, it's not uh, um, it's not going to make me walk into my day job on Monday and say I quit, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's nice to have some extra pocket flash every few months. So. Sure. So yeah, Spreaker, eh? mm. yeah, we know some people in Spreaker. They they say they're pretty happy. We uh we we've chronicled it, chronicled it on the show, but we've uh, been through a few because the, the one we finally found the best podcast host of all time it was phenomenal um as soon as you join with them you get a phone call from the the guy that runs the runs the show thank you for joining us this whole thing uh it was fantastic service and then he sold the service and uh it's been shitty ever since it's been really really crappy so but i think pretty happy we're with captivate right now and they seem to be not not too bad yeah yeah we're I, I don't hear any complaints uh you know that was we switched over to spreaker because we got to the point where we uh had enough downloads where it made it worth our while to you know we were at the point where we could probably start making some ad revenue and they they seemed to be the ones that could uh set us up with that um the best at least the ones that andy looked into and uh, yeah everything seems fine i haven't heard any major complaints or listeners telling us the problems with the audio quality or they're not getting the episodes or something so it seems to be going pretty good yeah and we get you know we get paid here and there so it's really what it's all about keeping that one in my back pocket it's like hmm I know yeah. grass is always green now on the other side, right? Like, oh, this podcast provider, this podcast. Yeah, and that, that, but you also don't want to go down that rabbit hole where you're changing providers every three months because you gotta, mm-hmm. you know, 
got to redirect links and starts to get confusing. And, you know, at some point you got to be happy with where you're at and just, uh, you know, do your research going yep, in. Right. But, yeah, we're we're pretty happy with Spreaker, and they haven't kicked us off their platform yet, so it seems to be mutually beneficial. Have you had issues with copyright with Spreaker? So you guys are playing a song every episode. Have you ever had any anything taken down? We've had no issues with that. The only issues we've had on that are occasional um, on YouTube. We put the the audio the speaker automatically puts your audio up yeah. as a you know video with a still on there and like like uh the black sabbath ozzy osbourne songs we've done instantly removed from youtube as well as the acdc ones yep are instantly pulled down but in general um everything's up there um the that's one of the things we discussed when we first uh, decided to do the show is that, well, you know, back from my journalism days. Um, and as far as I know, the laws haven't changed, but if you're, if you're analyzing a piece of art or creative work of somebody as a, you know, as a critique, you're criticizing it, discussing it, analyzing it, that, falls under fair use you know we're not just running a radio station on our show where we're just no. playing every all the songs we like front to back and, and pretending we're a radio station and the other thing is we stop the song frequently and um you know every 10 seconds or so you know occasionally we'll go longer but you know i know like on a lot of like radio stations where they're some of the sports talk radio here in Chicago every year they have like a, you know do a holiday parody song okay like about yeah. Chicago sports or whatever sure. contest for listeners one of the things they always say that it's like it's got to be under 15 seconds long so that mm, leads okay. me to believe that if you're just put if you're doing a segment of a song under a certain amount of time that also uh, falls under fair use so put it to you this way we did every kiss song ever recorded if gene simmons hasn't <laughs> done this by exactly. now it, it has to fall under fair use because it's not like we're you know it's not like we're shy or trying to avoid those guys uh noticing us i mean we tag them in every tweet and um you know they they're aware of it and like i said if, if gene simmons hasn't sued us he must not have a leg to stand on i mean yeah. they haven't even sent us a cease and desist either wow so, so we so when we were so as a fan of the show i'm like you know what todd like i'd really like to do a van halen one i i really really wanted to do it and then not as a test but we we did an episode about soundtracks we decided to kind of talk about the kind of the best so soundtrack songs and um we put the episode out and there was clips like there was um you will be mine from guns and roses because that's one of todd's favorites mm -hmm. um we had van halen in there there was a heart song in there uh i can't remember if there's acdc or, or one of those anyway like literally the next morning they pulled the episode from where we were i'm not going to say which host we were with at the time but they pulled it from youtube they also pulled it from the host we were with and uh we got a letter with multiple ceases cease and desists from each of the artists well most of the artists that we had we had played and we, and we literally played like todd do you remember this song and then i would play it for like you know 10 15 seconds yeah it wasn't even that long it wasn't it was just to, to kind of identify to the listener hey this is the song we're talking about do you guys remember this one okay and then we would just talk about it so we weren't even doing what you guys were doing we were literally like 10 seconds of the song we stopped it and then we just talked about it and we and the whole shtick of it was go buy the soundtrack it's phenomenal so right. cease and desist the next morning multiple episodes were, were removed or sorry that episode was removed off of every service 
And I'm like, fuck, like if we want to do a Van Halen thing, I don't know how we're going to get away with this. And then when we were talking to, um, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Van Halen news desk. Um, mm-hmm. Eric Sinich is one of the reporters or he's a buddy of ours. He, he had a, an amazing fucking podcast. It was great. So it, it was more of like a history of rock. Um, and every episode he would kind of cover uh, a general topic and put in play clips. And he had multiple episodes removed from his podcast provider and he canceled his podcast right then and there. And he's like, this isn't fair. Like I'm a reporter and he actually is a music reporter and that's his day job. And they pulled all that stuff. I'm like, God damn. Like, so between those two, I'm like, well, fuck, we're not going to do a Van Halen podcast. That was kind of my, my thinking. So I don't know. I'm like, I guess it depends on who, which podcast provider you're with, because they might have something in the nitty gritty in, in the legal stuff that says you will not use people's music. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're, we're on Spreaker right now and we haven't had any, any of those issues with them. And <clears throat> our first provider we were on was Libsyn. Libsyn. Yeah. We didn't have any issues with that either. Like I said, the only ones that are like, if we do anything Ozzy Osbourne, Black Sabbath, or ACDC, it's immediately pulled off of YouTube. The YouTube, but version. only YouTube though, right? Only YouTube. It's still on all the all those episodes are still on the uh, Spreaker and Apple Podcasts and everywhere else. Interesting. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want to spend the time of making the whole podcast and have all, having all that on there and then just having it pulled. It's, it, it is kind of discouraging <laughs> putting all that effort into it. And then just it's poof, it's gone. Like poor Eric. Yeah. He, he had like, I don't know if it was like 20 episodes pulled and there's, there were like episodes that got big numbers for him, I think too. And it's like, but like, I'm, I'm getting people to go out and buy music. Like, what yeah. They don't know? really, they don't really look at it that way. Um, but by the same token, I believe it is fair use, but it doesn't really matter if, if, if some huge entity wants to turn the screws on you, what are you going to do? Dig your heels in? I mean, you know, yeah, it, you it doesn't matter if it's fair use or not. If like, if we woke up tomorrow and all of our episodes were pulled, um, you know, that would pretty much be it for us. Cause you know, it's not, we're not going to fight that battle because yeah. you might win it, but, you're, by the time you get to the point that you've won it, they're going to bleed you dry, legal defense uh, um, costs and all that. And, um, yeah, Definitely. For, for, for whatever reason, it, it hasn't happened. Um, but but I guess the good thing is it allowed Corey and Mark to have their uh, and the podcast will rock show because we didn't come first. Yeah, so. I mean, well, I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely a bummer that you weren't able to do it but you know as our show and i guess Corey and mark's show proves that and um you know it is possible um yep. and it's the other show i'm glad yeah, we have other, it like it's great yeah and, and the other the other show and like the deep purple podcast they they play the whole song and they i mean they talk over it as it's going on but they play the entire song every the three episodes i've been on we've they played the entire song and we just talk over it. Corey keeps trying to get me to listen to that one, so I might have to give that a give that a go. Yeah, well, uh, listen to the. You can start with the episodes I'm on, which are the three uh, Rainbow albums that had Joe Lynn Turner as oh. the singer. So JLT, yeah, nice. we're big big fans of J- JLT. But, oh yeah. Um, the other ep- the other podcast is uh, In Obscuria. Some friends of ours who are like um again by the name it's like you know um I'm just looking it up obs- here i'm trying to see which one yeah. oh here we go yeah it's like you know rock metal punk that oh, cool. should have been huge you know um i know they played songs in their entirety on that show so i mean i think it i think it depends on who your provider is Ooh, this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna check this one out. That's another great cool. podcast. I highly recommend it. So, um, are are you listening to Booked on Rock? 
I don't believe so. I think you should. That's uh, that's Eric Senich's new podcast. Well, it's not new anymore. I guess it's a year, two years old, or whatever it is. He's uh, yeah. Send me that. Uh, send me that. Um, uh, whatever they're yeah. The know. link. Yeah. No, it's it, he's 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 a great he's a great reporter. Like and he, and he's a really good dude. He's done a lot of a lot of stuff for our show that he doesn't need to do. Um, and he just comes on whenever whenever we want to talk Van Halen, we have him on all the time. I think, yeah, he did an episode on, um, and the podcast will rock too. I think you said he's, he's the, uh, Van Halen news desk. Guy? Yeah. He's one of the writers there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Really good dude. Like if you're ever going to pull somebody for, for your show, that's the guy you want. Like he's, he's great. Just a, I don't very know. knowledgeable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, and it's it's a really good show. He he basically talks to authors that have written rock books, so you kind of get kind of without reading the book, you can kind of get a good summary of you know what the book is, the content, and he's got some pretty big people uh, on there. It's a different thing uh, than say companies are competing against each other. We actually have a Manitoba podcast group uh, of of people, and and everybody just kind of helps each other out. It's, it's kind of different than, you know, corporate world where, you know, we're against them and we got to be better than them so that they, you know, lose and we win. It's, it's a win-win when everyone kind of gets together and able to share, share ideas and, and network together. Yeah. 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 Always cross promoting. It's, it's great. And we appreciate you coming on. Oh, no, I, I, you know, Corey uh, tipped me off to it and uh, appreciate that. And uh, always, like I said, always a pleasure to, talk to other people in the in the podcasting world you know it's all uh you know again we're not uh we're not uh joe rogan here so might as well just uh you know cooperate and promote each other and have fun and uh you know share our our views with the world and it's a fun way to put yourself out there like that yeah for sure for sure exactly well thanks a lot uh so where do we find you uh you can go to uh dot com uh is our website um see all the episodes listed you'll see the uh submit a song forum is on there like i said most of our songs that we analyze are we take it off the listener submission list so we like get listeners involved there we also have a yard of questions segment where uh each listener uh, you can submit three questions that you'd like us to answer on the show and that submission form is also on the website and some videos uh links to some merch all kind of fun stuff over there so check it out and we're on all the you know major social networks not except tiktok I still don't even know what that is. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> we haven't given in yet either, but we keep getting told we have to. Well, but see, that's the thing. It's like every other uh social network. The 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 minute uh guys in their fifties start showing up, mm. the whole thing goes to shit. It's not cool <laughs> anymore. So I, I would that's... rather not have that on my conscience. And, uh, and and like I said at the end of the day, I have no fucking idea what it is or why it's so popular. So I'm in the same boat. Yeah. I don't know. It it seems silly. I just don't get it. I don't understand it. It better to just walk away. Yeah. I, I don't I don't need the publicity that badly. Yeah, exactly. All right, but folks. Insta- yeah, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, are we're on all of those. So and the Facebook's active, pretty active. It so. is active. Uh it's it's good discussion on there. A lot of our listeners are really really funny and have a good takes on stuff and then there's a spirited discussion about every episode we release every monday so um it's definitely worth checking out for that i just i I follow you guys on twitter maybe i should switch over to the facebook thing uh Uh, i mean over there like i said that facebook's better for the like the you know the it's sort of the it's easier to follow the conversation on there and it's i think a lot the, the the conversations are more concentrated i mean on in each post you know they're like the, the episode posts you get like 60 80 comments and just everything else we post on there good healthy discussion it's it's more set up that way but 
I, I, I think we're a pretty good Twitter follow as well. So I would, you know, don't don't uh, turn your back on Twitter. That's uh, that's a fun place to be as well. Fantastic. All right. Uh, we'll sign out here. Thanks, everybody. You can find us on all the socials at Sean Geek Podcast. And uh, tune in every week. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.